Hello, people, and welcome to the second ever edition of the King Life Podcast with yours truly, Josiah Willis, alongside my co-host and good friend, Anthony Lombardo. Hey, guys. Today we discuss artistic expression and its importance in a modern-day society. So, Josiah, have you been uh, listen, watching any new movies or TV shows lately? Um, let me see. What did I watch last time? I don't know, but i just been reminiscing on nostalgia. So, like, yeah. I've been kind of, like, watching, like, movies like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I've been watching really? Mad, Roger Rules, and um, Doll Days. It's, it played a, a significant part in my childhood because I could, actually could relate to Greg Hefley, uh, the main character in the, in the film. Shout yeah. out to uh, Zachary Gordon. He did a dope performance for portraying him. Um, the whole cast is dope, you know, of course, Rachel Harris is in it. She was in Lucifer, a show I watched on Netflix. She nice. was amazing in that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've been a, a Diary Wimpy Kid fan for as long as I can remember. I've held the books. You, oh, uh, so you read the books. Yeah, I read the books. I had The Ugly Truth. I had The, the Movie Diary. I had The Do-It-Yourself do, do, uh, do it book. Uh, nice. All types of types of books from Diary Wimpy Kid. It was it was. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was big into my childhood, too. Yeah, I, man. I used to read that stuff like it was gold. I used to also read other stuff that may have been unsavory for middle schoolers, <laughs> but I do not care. Yeah. It was um, the Gone series. Yeah. I used to read that a bunch. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you know much about it, but kind of a screwed up series for a middle schooler. But huh. honestly, I think more middle schoolers should read it because I think it builds character and it teaches stuff about people even if it's not completely realistic but it yeah. it just it gives different perspectives okay yeah man um, um yeah like i said diary of a kid uh um read the books jeff kane's a um, is a dope author um there were times where I did fall asleep reading that book, but it was so good you just couldn't stop reading. It. And if you got tired, you know, in your eyes. And but the what what makes the book so profound is how captivating it is, um, detailing about you know a wimpy kid in a sense, right? Uh -huh. I wouldn't say I was a wimpy kid per se, but I definitely did try my best to fit in in some areas when I was in school. Um, yeah. Try to gain acceptance from everybody. Try to be you know everybody's friend. I want to go as far as say I was a nerd. <clears throat> I mean, I was smart in my own way. Um, for what I did know, I say I, I would consider myself to be more of a cool misfit. Yeah. I just, I would describe myself as a cool misfit who didn't truly ever fit in a certain uh, mode of what you see. You know, maybe it's something to do with. I don't say as far as much to do with like me being black or anything like that, but it may have had something to do with the fact that I didn't measure up part of being an athlete or uh, part of some program where I was body present or something, you know. I get you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, very relatable, man. Yeah. Uh, I never got to any TV shows or things I was a watch. Uh, I guess I was watching, uh, I got into The Boys a little bit. It's really cool. Mm. I haven't gotten very far. Have you seen it? I have not seen The Boys. What's it about? Uh, it's, well, most <laughs> people know it, but it's about these, like, uh, Think, think, okay, Invincible was kind of like this, too. Have you seen that? Invincible. Oh, that one's an animated TV oh, show. No. That one's getting a new season soon. But basically, <clears throat> uh, superheroes going bad. 
That's kind of the theme of both of them. One of nice. Them, yeah, and it's really well done, too. Both of those are very well written, um, and I'm excited to keep watching The Boys. I highly recommend Invincible. I watched, I watched it. Uh, season two, like I said, it's coming out. Side note, I'm at a point now in my life in 2022 where I love the villains more so than I love the heroes. You're gonna uh, see some uh, real good villains. I'm telling you, man. I don't know what it's about villains. Like, there's, like, just even the show I'm watching currently on the Disney Channel. Well, mm. I don't have cable, but I can watch it on my laptop whenever I get a chance uh, through uh, Disney Plus, actually. Mm. And it's a show called Villains of Valley Blue. I, I think it's very, very interesting. It's called Villains of Valley View. Um, Never seen it. Yeah, man. It's about these villains who are kind of like trying to change their lives around, all because of one person who who somehow, you know, begins to recognize their identity. It's a long story. You got to watch the show. Um, I think it's actually one of the, the coolest shows I've seen. The main character, she's cute. and But at the same time, she's uh, pretty darn, uh, what's the best way for me to put it? A little ruthless. She knows mm. herself. She knows how to really get mm. be bad and, and do things. But she's gotcha. a fun, loving person all around. She's, like, like she's really cool and engaging to be around so yeah that's sweet. <clears throat> well me uh well I, I was gonna talk a little bit about the boys to try to get you hooked Do you yeah want? man yeah so it starts with this <laughs> okay i'm gonna just go a little hog wild here all right the the main thing the main plot point that happens is the um main character's girlfriend gets um, you, you know the Flash, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, this, uh, this TV show's version of the Flash runs through his girlfriend. What? Yes. But why is it called the boys as, as in, if it's plural? Uh, I don't... Is it more than one boy? The boys, I believe, is the people investigating, like... At least from what I can oh. tell. It's the people investigating this big... Uh, superhero thing that's kind of full of corruption and stuff. So they're a it's corporation. Kind of, they, yeah, they're actually okay. a business. Okay. But they, they, they disguise themselves as like the, the nation's superheroes. It's on Netflix. Stuff. It's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Same with Invincible. I can probably watch it maybe through one or three movies. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy, but. So much crap happens in it, and it just, it just keeps getting more and more wild. <laughs> uh, it's got some vulgar content and stuff. Uh, Is it as wild as... Uh, disclaimer warning, if children end up watching that, don't. <laughs> Please do not watch the... Ch- no, stop. Please yeah. don't watch it if you're a child. Maybe. Um, speaking of wild, you seen Suicide Squad? I have not seen not, it. Sorry, not Suicide Squad. I meant Squid Games. I have seen that. That's okay. a little, little dated, <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Squid Games affected my mental health. It did. That show was too much. Really? Um, bro, I cried during the aspect, the episode where they was playing the Marvels. Mm, that, yeah. Oh my gosh, too. bro. It was like, it just really gets to you. It's like, bro, why? And they had like, sacrificed all their lives before we get to that eventual winner. Yeah. Sorry for spoiling you guys. If you haven't seen Squid Games, watch for yourself and you'll see what I mean. But for those that are upset that I'm spoiling a little bit, well, 
I mean, I mean, it came out about a year ago, so what can you do? But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, watch the show and <laughs> you'll enjoy it for yourself. Um, it's a great concept, albeit that, you know, it has a whole lot of cliffhangers left for each and every episode. Um, yeah. But, and yeah, you got to get a breeder after watching maybe one episode. or Yeah. I heard this discussed as well. Uh, the fact that it, the season two seems difficult to make because it kind of wrapped itself up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I heard about that. Um, but I think they're still in production for that film. What do you think they could uh, do with film that? series? Huh? What do you think they could do with that? So the the speculation going or predictions going is that Gi Hoon, the main character, mm-hmm. is going to either look to uh, come back so he can stop the guy who invented or created the game show mm-hmm. uh, for Squid Games, and he's going to look to save uh, the lives of others who have lost, who who he went through when it when it came through all the deaths they, they had to um, go through in order to sacrifice themselves getting that money. Because he ended up winning the money, um, as we all know, um, winning, I think, a billion dollars, more than a billion dollars, I think, something, something like that. It was in, like, was it yen or something? I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's Korean money, so it's kind of hard to read, piggyback on what it was. It's, it's like it how was much a it was large costing. sum yeah. of money. A large sum of money. We, we'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not a full billion, but... It was a lot of money for sure, and mm. they was ruined to get that money, man. But yeah, I can go into other ways about that if I want to, but I'm not gonna digress. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anthony, my boy, what made you get into um, theater studies? Well, I all throughout high school, uh, and at, I'll start in general with I just always had a large fascination for movies. You know, people like Leonardo. Same. DiCaprio and all those legends. They're just so cool to watch. And, you know, when I got older, I did actually start to think to myself, in in a weird way, it was also in a sense of, like, it's unrealistic that I'll get to that level, but this is a thing I can consider doing. And when I got into high school, uh, I kind of started messing with that idea in my mind and started actually doing stuff because of it. You know, I would I did a bunch of theater in high school. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to stay around theater because the more I did some theater and the more I learned about theater and specifically the types of plays and all that stuff, it just blew my mind because uh, the artistic expression of people and just how they... Just different perspectives, different lives, yeah. all that type of stuff. Yeah, speaking of that, what really caught your eye? Um, could you name, like, one play that you saw that really, like, transcended, oh, yeah, I got to really take this as a shot and, and, and give it a, a go? I don't know if I can name a play, but there are certainly formative plays for me. Uh, maybe, here's my first play. My first play I ever did, it's not necessarily what I watched, but what I ever did was a play called Almost Maine. That was a fantastic play. Repeat that again. Almost Maine. Almost Maine. Interesting. Okay. The name comes from the fact that the play is supposed to take place in a place called, or not a place called, it's in (laughs) Maine, right? Oh, nice. And it's 
It's the a state, place, right? The state. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And it's called almost Maine because the city it takes place in doesn't actually have the population to be uh, at, called a city. So it's not a lot of people there. There's not a lot of people there. It's like maybe less than a thousand. So it's not oh. really anything. It's really just damn near coordinates where people live. And so they just call it almost Maine. Okay. And it was this, it was a romantic comedy. Mm. Now, if you can think to yourself what it would look like, the amount of drama that would be produced by a romantic comedy being in high school, mm. and especially the way this was set up, mm. where it was uh, a bunch of different kind of short stories mm. uh, mm-hmm. from all these people that live in this town and stuff. It was really cool, but damn, did it cause a lot of drama in the theater <laughs> department because... You know, some of these people had girlfriends, boyfriends, and everything, yeah, yeah. and they were like, you know, hmm. they were being high schoolers, which is dumb, but whatever. Did that go as far as teach you um, the way you could better look at uh, artistic expression? God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was my first true exposure to what acting was like. Mm. And... I'm going to be real. I had a few alter- ulterior motives to do this. You know, I, I knew this girl and yada, yada. You get it. You get me. <laughs> but, uh, but it wasn't just that. There was something, something about it. Everyone else who was a part of it and, like, senior in the theater uh, department there kind of hated the play because mm. it was more laissez-faire mm-hmm. uh, with its... Uh, with how uh, each thing was run. Basically, Mm -hmm. they let us have uh, control. We would have rehearsals, but everyone Mm -hmm. would split into small groups and Mm -hmm. sort of govern themselves on how they Mm -hmm. were learning their lines and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was so cool to me. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. um, So, you know, um, for those that don't know, we live on campus, and Mm -hmm. um, he is being taught by the same... uh, I would say instructor I had like early in the semester, uh, Alan Bomar Jones. If you listen to this podcast, if you ever get a notion of it, uh, well, shout out to you, my guy. Love you, man. Big shout um, for sure. Um, tell me what he has taught you. Have you got any any um, improv advice about how to reconstruct your improv um, from time to time? Well, I will reiterate. I have only been on campus for roughly a week. <laughs> Fair, very fair, fair. Uh, fair so that means I've had about two classes with him. <laughs> but so far, he seems really cool as an yeah. instructor. Yeah. He, um, mm-hmm. he, he, for clarification, he's been an actor. He's done stuff. Mm-hmm. He's he's an all-around cool guy. We, we got to put him, put, him, put him on some shine right, right where yeah, you know I'm saying. Incredibly, incredibly helpful instructor. Yes. And um, he, he keeps it real. Yes. He, uh, he, you know, there's a certain level of professionalism that needs to be kept in the theater department, and it's not always kept, but it's certainly showing through here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like he's being, you know, up in your grill and saying, oh, what you doing that for? But mm-hmm. um, he yeah. will tell you when you're doing something wrong. Uh, he's a very nice guy. But, he means you know, very well. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he does. And he's just... He, he knows what to say, generally, I think, in yeah. terms of how to help people. Yeah. Individually, even. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. 
and he'll pull you to a side if you want to, if you definitely like hang out at the class. He's the type of guy you come around and talk to about like, okay, uh, sir, uh, how I do, and he'll he'll give it to you straight. You know what I'm saying? He'll highlight the price and negatives more so than his positives. But that's okay. You gotta have tough skin because if you can't take criticism, then you can't survive doing acting. You can't survive doing music. You can't survive pursuing anything. You know what I'm saying? Let alone you know a sport. You know what I mean? So you gotta have tough skin. Um, not to be macho or tough or anything, but um, yeah. to understand that people have to you know just take in take in the the, uh, the advice that you can get and take in things that you can work on to improve on. In this modern day world where people are able to put themselves in echo chambers, basically surround themselves with people that can reflect their own ideals and they can mm-hmm. kind of allow themselves to live in a delusional fantasy land for a bit <laughs> if they want to. It's, it's more imperative now than ever to be mm. able to take criticism. Yeah. To be able to take feedback. Yeah. Because gen- genuinely speaking, there, there's a lot of people <laughs> there's there's some mean people, but there's also a lot of people that mean well when they mm-hmm. tell you things. Yes. And the worst thing you can do is push that aside. Yeah. Because you will not grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you will genuinely become less likable to others. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just no avoiding that. Right. And. And it's not so much about proving your case about who's right, who's wrong. It's about understanding and and having you know the outmount the utmost of respect for someone to really come in at you and tell you. If he didn't come and tell you at, and to begin with, he wouldn't have cared. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So if you're going to have someone that can just really just brown nose you and, 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 and kiss you behind and tell you at the end of the day, oh, you're doing great and blah, 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 no critiques, you're fine, you're doing this, then there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he's holding you back from seeing how you could really get, like, he, I remember him, and we're going, you know, we're going to go into more details, details about Anthony, just so you guys know. I'm going to explain all about everybody else. But um, I remember he told me this, uh, this great uh, learning lesson. He was telling me about how Denzel Washington was being he, celebrated. He's saying uh, Alan Jones. Yes, it? Alan Jones said this. <laughs> uh, he said uh, Denzel was being celebrated, I think, at the Academies or Oscars. It was one or two. And he said this to me too. Yeah, he yeah. did. Okay, yeah. it's great. It was it was a great advice. Let's, and, let's and go into it. Learning lesson. Yeah. So he says, Morgan Freeman, Denzel, before Denzel ever did a film or prior to when he was coming up, they were going to play together. I forget what the play was about. Denzel was upset about how the script went, and he wanted to change it so that he could make himself look more good and, and better. Yeah. He kept he kept wanting to make suggestions about the script yeah. and all that type. Yeah. Of stuff. And so he he told he came to Morgan Freeman and was like, "Hey man, um, I got this idea. I know we said this in the script, but how about we change this and we, and we go about this way and that way?" And Morgan, with all the much gusto that man had and respect and honor to to his you know his craft of, of acting, told Denzel, "Okay, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to do what that script says. I'm going to do what that script says, and then we're going to go for it." And Denzel was crushed. He was like. Man, I just want to like, I want to get more spotlight. I want to get more shine. In other words, what Morgan Freeman was telling Denzel was, "It's not your time yet. It's not your time yet." And when you're coming into acting, you have to understand it's not going to be your your time quite yet. You know what I'm saying? It takes years, eons, even you know, 
months of practice. And Denzel, trust and behold, he has some practice to really do the things that he has, you know, been able to do and, and been such at a been great at a certain level, a higher level, um, to his acting abilities. Yeah, and in the previous episode, <clears throat> I was mentioning uh, the ideas of success, and that's the thing about it, right? You ain't gonna be the current Denzel right. before you're, you know, what Denzel was. You know what I mean? Yeah. He needed to be able to take instruction. He yeah. needed to be able to to become great before he was great. 100%. There's, there's a process to everything. Yeah. And you can't expect to be everything mm-hmm. before you've even started. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love when he when he told me that because it really spoke volumes. Because you look at a guy like Denzel, you might say you, you idolize a guy. To me, I wouldn't go as far as like, hey, I idolize him. I have my reasons, but um, I look at him as a guy who I can say is influential, a uh, role model. Definitely my favorite actor, of course. I am very biased, Denzel. He, he can't do no wrong in my book. Nah, I'm playing. But I'm biased in the sense that, like I said, he's my favorite actor. And I really appreciate his work, even at his later career when it comes to doing films. And he's still around, which is great. And hopefully if he's still around enough, I'd love to do a film with Denzel if I could um, ever get a chance to do it. I mean, it, it's, it's a big goal of mine and a dream, and I'm not quite sure if it'll be possible. But if it can and God sees there's a sign for it to happen, come on, I'm coming. <laughs> so sweet, but yeah, man. I, I wish I was more acquainted with Denzel's work. I'm not that that acquainted with Hey, man, it's all good, bro. It's, it's a lot of actors, man. It's, it's a competition, man. It's a lot. <laughs> it sure what? is. Uh, do you know what he's made? Denzel? Mm. He's did... He, he done did Malcolm X. Um, oh. There's Training Day. Uh, he did American Gangster. Mm. He's done Inside Man, Deja Vu, uh, Man on Fire. I've heard of that one. How is it that I haven't seen it? I don't know. Man, I'm telling you, bro. Just these are some of his his biggest films that he's known for doing. Uh, Remember the Titans? He's a football coach in that. God, uh, that's another one. John Q. Uh, let's see. He's he's done so many films, man. The Devil. Um, I think it's called The Devil in the Blue Dress, something like that. Uh, where Don Cheeto uh, yeah, was also in. I've heard of these. They're classics. And yeah. It's like I've been dodging Denzel somehow. Oh, my God. <laughs> man tries to come into my life. I just sweep yeah. out away. Yeah, man. It's, like I said, bro, uh, he's done some really iconic films, has had, the, like, some of the greatest roles anyone can ever, you know, imagine. Um, put a lot of work ethic into him. He could play good. He, he, he mainly plays good at, like, like actors, you know, saying majority of his protagonist is, is good, right? Yeah. And he can be the antagonist where he can be a little like arrogant, think he's, he's so suave and, mm. and he's tough and he can get over you and be deceitful. You know what I mean? So he yeah. plays it very well. He, very, very well. Also, the man is, you know, his man guy is him, him, his own self. Uh, his son um, actually does uh, films too. Really? And uh, shows, yeah. Uh, I believe That's his so name cool. is John David. John David does shows and movies. He did. He had a show called Ballers. I watched that. It was pretty good. The Rock was in Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, <laughs> He's in everything. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's about ready to do Black Album very soon, so it's coming out in October. Hoping me and you go ahead and see that when we give our review. That'd be um, cool, yeah. And uh, something I wanted to get into is the impact these actors have on everyone's lives, as mm-hmm. well as the fact that a lot oh, of people man. think it's easy. 
<laughs> I, I ain't saying it's hard, me and mind you. There's a it's lot. It's challenging. There's harder jobs, but yeah. like, you shouldn't discount it necessarily, even if it was easy. Mm-hmm. Quote because mm-hmm. you know there's a reason so many people tune into all this stuff, and it's because even the actors, despite not having written the scripts mm-hmm. or you know maybe done all the backstage stuff, mm-hmm. there's still art to be made there yeah yeah um what's art mean to you um it's expression it's creativity it's uh global it's being able to paint pictures Mm -hmm. um you're visualizing your mind you know the imagination of someone's mind uh on wax and, and and you have that canvas to just really write or or emphasize what you really want to get down jot down yeah. Uh, you can definitely contemplate a whole lot of different ideas back and forth. Um, I, in another one of my classes, we were actually discussing this, and uh, uh, one of the things that stuck out was art is definitely about the impact it mm-hmm. has on people. Mm-hmm. And um, it was mm-hmm. interesting because he said, yeah. sometimes theater ain't always art. <laughs> yeah, uh, because, that's true. You know, sometimes it's a throwaway thing or sometimes it's just for comedic or whatever but it doesn't have to be Mm-mm. I don't think theater has to be one thing or another mm-hmm. I think everything can serve its purpose yeah. sometimes it's good to have some escapism and just get away not mm-hmm. think about anything yeah. and then sometimes you need to think yeah. sometimes you need to feel emotional mm-hmm. and another interesting thing was talking about how the way the audience has to make a willingly willing suspension of disbelief. Let me go into detail about that. Yeah. That's the idea that the audience has to, in order to truly get stuff out of theater, they have to think just for the time that's allotted that this is real. They know it's not. But for the time that it goes on, mm-hmm. they willingly kind of forget about that. Yeah, it, you know, it's funny that you say that. I mean, to throw a curveball at you, you know, even with stuff like this that sometimes it's not always uh, related to, it can be mostly deemed unrelated because not a lot of people um, really get into it. Uh, I will reference uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, mm-hmm. the WWE again, you know what I'm saying, professional wrestling. I'm, I love professional wrestling. But when you watch wrestlers and get in that ring and they're where you have like a good guy, it's the same thing. It's like even when you see like a Marvel film or you see like a DC Universe film, you're seeing heroes and villains. And you see that. You see people who are, uh, you got the heroes, the goody goody two shoes, the yeah. I'm going to do right, I'm going to serve justice. Then you got the villains who's like, I'm the rule breaker, I'm aggressive, I'm going to pull out a heinous act to get away with something and win. You know what I'm saying? The, the goal is to escape. You know what I mean? Or you might have somebody who's an anti-hero who can rebel against the system for what he feels is just, you know, you know, uh, messed up. It's not really what he's really a part of or um, he can he can definitely see himself doing um, in the near future. So yeah. it's, it's you can remain being yourself and then you can also remain uh, adapting as well. Yeah. And also another thing to be clear, it's WWE – yeah, it can be goofy. It also and is fake. 
and fake. <laughs> it's also actually theater. It is. It it's, is. It is. It's all for the sake of entertainment. It's mm -hmm. all for the sake of, you know, people like that sort of thing. And if you look back, the Greeks and whatever, I ain't gonna go. <laughs> I ain't Man. going on a whole spiel, but. Man. That's sort of the principles they used back then, and kind of the principles we still use very it's often Greece and Roman right Roman. now. Romans, all Greece that. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And interestingly enough, sports and theater have always gone hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a funny way, that's True. actually a, a, a com combination of the two. But sports and theater back in those times, they would actually uh, happen near the same time as far as like competitions go or as far as the theater happens um, it would happen in the same stadium uh, because it all in a sense went for the sake of entertainment even sports, mm -hmm. NFL, whatever the mm -hmm. money comes from the fact that it's entertaining and inspiring Yeah. Uh, and yeah. in its own right the NFL, all sports things, they are all performances in the same vein that theater is a performance, that acting, playing, uh, mm -hmm. you know, participating yeah. in things is yeah. a performance. You know what they all have in common? Hmm. Politics. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we going there right now? Oh, man, I don't want to. I don't. Um, but, and what I could be saying could be very controversial, you guys. Keep in mind, don't take it out of context, but this is what I've, I've heard. I'm not saying this is also truly uh, uh, fair to say or if it's fully accurate. But I have heard some things regarding, you know, it's funny how you mentioned about performances. And the, the one thing that comes to my mind is that it could be fake. Not that sports aren't realistic. Don't get me wrong. Injuries are real. Playing that game is real. Being aggressive is real. Training, you know, preparing yourself. Sure. You know, being an athlete is real. I'm not saying that uh, that's that's fake or anything. But if you think about it, the performance. When we say performance, we're giving all, uh, you know, there's, there's different types of aspects of, of performance, right? Mm. But when it comes to the aspects of a, a performance, you could argue that sometimes when watching an NBA game or an NFL game, it's what I hear people say all the time. I'm not saying this is what I'm saying truly, but they will say things like, "Oh, that was rigged. That was rigged. That was totally rigged." LeBron, oh, he wouldn't have won that game with against uh, Giannis, or he wouldn't have won that game with this guy, blah, blah, blah. And people will have their assumptions about, okay, this is how we feel, feel about it because maybe it's a bias towards another player not winning, and they probably feel a little salty because their favorite team lost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or you can be like, oh, the Bengals uh, kind of like won against Pat Mahomes with his team, the Kansas City Chiefs. And Captain Pat Mahomes may get the ball game away. You could argue that. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, not everybody's going to fully agree with you because, and here's the main reason why. As fans, as, you know, viewers, as the audience, as members who are, you know, into the crowd and, and, and watching what we're watching or whatever, watching a movie, we can, <laughs> or a show, even a show, bro, and, and to my point I'm trying to get at is, um, we could watch these these people play. We can watch these people act. These people do what they do, right? Yeah. There was, um, and, and people can really take it serious, too. It, it's scary sometimes. It, it, sometimes it's, it's, a, it's like a risk you're taking when you're going about <laughs> being a, a, a full entertainer because 
I remember um, Michael Rainey Jr. Um, he's an actor from the show uh, Power. He plays uh, Tariq St. Patrick. Um, the guy's on a show called Power Book 2 now. Mm. Well, a lot of people were upset that he killed his dad in the first uh, show of Power. Power showcased his father, James St. Patrick, a.k.a. Ghost, uh, being the lead drug dealer. Towards season six, he ends up killing his father. Um, and there were reasons for it, but at the same time, dumb reasons. People were so upset with him killing his father that on Twitter, Michael Rain Jr. received about close to 400 death threats. Wow. Yeah, it was it was that serious. That crazy. But I'm saying it to say, like, we give these people a perception of what they are, where it's true or false. We don't know. <laughs> we only see through our lens into yeah. their lives. And we're not even that close to their lives. We're not no. close at all. No. I mean, it. it's the same for sports and theater. Yeah. Uh, movies, whatever. Yeah. You only see them through the perspective of an audience member. Yeah. And that's not a that's not a true perspective. No. In, in theater, it's taught, you know, there's a certain separation between the audience and the, the actor. There's a big disconnect. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, uh, even the, the type of, um, like, place you do it in. Uh, if it's, you know, a standard theater, there will be a disconnect because it's like looking through a picture frame. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's, there's, it's crazy the amount of people that, and they, they put so much personal connection mm -hmm. to actors and sports people alike. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Even though in theater it's made to be fake. Yeah. That's the, that's yeah. the point. And yeah. in sports, it's just slightly different. It's about yeah. performance, but it's still, it's still big on entertainment, and people will put everything on it, mm -hmm. and that's kind of showing the impact yeah. of all all of this. If you ever thought that oh, it's not really that important to learn about all these different types of art and whatever, like yeah. what's it ever done? It is one of the single-handed biggest things that makes people do things. Yeah. It yeah. inspires people. <laughs> it makes people mad. Yes. It has driven history. Yes. It, it, it's um, and the same goes for music, and the same yeah. goes for like 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 we're saying theater. We're saying movies. We're saying TV shows. Who? We're, we're saying sports too. Who gets remembered in history? Is it the accountant that made a crap ton of money, or? The, the laborers, maybe sometimes, but typically not much unless they're a big political figure. Typically, what survives history is the art. Mm. That's what survives. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. And in that vein, I think sports, theater, all, all subdivisions of theater, movies, whatever, blah, 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 I think they're kind of one and the same because they both survive and they both they both are striving for kind of the same goal impact yeah yeah it, it, it is it's, it's impact um, but it's also in, in some ways 
that impact could be viewed as ego driven. Um, sure. It could be viewed as wanting to gain money, wanting to uh, be the, the biggest known you know person. You got you know people who write their own TV shows. You got people who write who write their own TV shows. You got people who are looking to try the best films. You know what I'm saying? You got people who can be a workaholic, i.e., Kevin Hart, um, <laughs> who will try his best to you know say, say to you, okay, if y'all think I'm not as funny as I used to be when it comes to my comedy. Well, guess what? See me do the serious films now. Let me see if I can branch out with that because as time goes on, I may not be as funny as I was, once was. And he's not wrong about that. But I've always said to myself, I have funny feeling people were, were going probably like turn against him and go as far as to say, oh, Kevin's not funny no more, blah, blah, blah. I think Kevin Hart is fairly funny still. I do kind of like can see where he, he may be winning down. But the bigger part, the bigger aspect is that he knew how to adapt when people were saying, oh, he can't evolve. Oh, he, oh, he does the comedy stuff. Oh, I can't take him seriously, right? Well, he knocked out three films that I've seen where he played a serious role. It's, one is called The Upside with Brian Cranston. Shout out to Brian Cranston. Because you don't know Brian Cranston was. He was the father and Malcolm in the Middle with Frankie Muniz. Great show. Love it. Uh, have you ever seen Malcolm in the Middle? Nah. Ah, you sleeping. <laughs> I got to put you on. But yeah, he was in that, and so Kevin Hart did a film with him. Kevin Hart would end up doing a movie called Fatherhood, one of the most poignant, emotional, heartbreaking, yet triumphant films I've ever seen in my life, um, where it's him being a widowed father after losing his wife. Um, and he literally, in the beginning, is just going through a, a form of depression, no one to deal with nobody, um, but he has raised his child on his own by himself as a man, and he's not a woman. So it's a very interesting concept. Um, and he really played that role very, very well. Another role he played very good in was uh, the, the, the recent series he put out last year called True Story. Yeah. And not only did he do True Story, he was hanging alongside Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. If you ever seen New Jack City, if you ever seen the movie Blade with the killer, with the just a I never seen. You ever seen? Hey, come on, man, sleeping. But not. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, um, yeah, he's hanging with some real all-time grace, and Kevin is doing very well. And I can't wait to see. I haven't seen a film he's done recently um, called. I think it's called Mr. Toronto or something like that. But um, yeah, he he's been really, you know, working working very hard on definitely improving himself from yesteryear. I'll say. That's, uh, yeah, I wish I followed Kevin Hart a little more, but then again, <laughs> maybe not so much my cup of tea. I like, he's funny, he's really funny, right. but my perception's been a little bit poisoned by the amount of films that Kevin Hart and The Rock did together. Oh uh, my gosh. <laughs> well, uh, to, to be fair, they have, they have really good... It's kind of like unorthodox chemistry. <laughs> they, they do have good chemistry. I do but, that. But, and, and they are funny. It's just sometimes that funny can be, from a grand scheme of things, or the grand scheme, or however you look at it, um, could be looked at sometimes a little corny. And yeah. the moment you start seeing the corny, cheesy stuff, you're like, oh, I'm being forced to laugh. I'm being forced to laugh. 
And I don't want to laugh because to me that one joke you just said was not funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, there's an aspect to them. I haven't seen the recent film that they did together, but I want to see it. Um, where I think they're playing like the Superman dolls or something like that. So <laughs> I might check that out. Mm. Um, they did Jumanji. I thought Jumanji, the latest one, was pretty good. I think it was all right. Sure. That's, that's a fair assessment. I, it just, I don't I know. feel that way. <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but I've been, I've been feeling a hunger. I've been, I'm wanting to find things that move me. Mm. You know, and when I think Kevin Hart and The Rock, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't I, think I, I'm gonna yeah, get moved. Of course, I can get that. You know? yeah. And I, I just want, I want, I want to be inspired. Like certain plays and musicals, and movies and TV shows have inspired mm-hmm. me in the past. Like this one thing called Fun Home. It was amazing. Uh, I think I might have told you a little bit about this before. It's uh, I don't I don't want to talk too much about it, but it is crazy. It's yeah. a musical. Don't spoiler. Don't spoiler. I will try. I, you know I, I'm not going to go too far into it, but my point is, mm-hmm. I just I think in a lot of modern TV shows and movies, it lacks value. There's so many Marvel movies. There's so many. Why has it gotta be so many? And why has everybody gotta act funny? They all gotta they got all gotta be funny men and funny women. It's like, yo, who laughing? Who laughing? Oh man. I just I want more. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's so many impactful things, but there's also so much crap. You know? Um why is it important for you to do theater? I think it's important because it allows me to express myself. Mm. For me in particular, it allows me to express myself in a way that, it, honestly, nobody else can see it in a weird, in mm. a weird way. Okay. They can't, you, nobody can see mm-hmm. um, what it feels like to pretend to be someone else. Yeah. They can see you pretending. Yeah. They can see. They can even feel for it. Yeah. But they can't. They can't feel it. Mm-hmm. And there's something a little liberating about that. It's freedom. Yeah. Freedom. And because I get to guise it 100%. under the the idea of almost play, I get to I get to pretend without having. The real re- repercussions of pretending in real life, you got me? Yeah, I definitely do because it's like almost wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. You're trying to mask or hide something that people don't really know about. Like, people can go as far as to say, oh, yeah, I saw uh, Anthony Lombardo in such and such. Mm. This film, that film, mm-hmm. that TV show, that TV show. He made guest appearance and he was so nice, this and all that stuff, but yet they only got a perception of who you really are. But yeah. they don't really know who you are, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it, and and it's like almost too. When I go back to our masking something, it's like it could be face paint, it could be a, a, a real life mask that you, where you're playing a character, or you're doing a superhero film, or you know whatever they part may want to cast you for, like a, in, in the future. I mean, you may not be want to be like try to like go about it that way, but I'm just saying in general, if you was to re really pursue it. Uh, 
it, it definitely, definitely will, will put a stamp on the approval that you have arrived, in a sense. Yeah. And a part of it is, like, you're willingly hiding behind this new identity. Yeah. And it's not like... Yeah. It's not like you're hiding behind something because you don't want people to see you or whatever. People already see you. Mm -hmm. The reason you're doing it is because for these moments, for these weeks, these months that you're going to be working on this show, you're, you're asked to do it. And... It's not, it's not because you're asked, it's because you want to. You want to, maybe you want to escape, maybe you want to pretend, maybe you want to play. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just want to experience life a little bit through the eyes of someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's liberating. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, especially like coming where I come from, in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, there's always going to be a view of, um, and, and this is not me being so like sensitive towards, you know, being uh, someone of the race, you know, when it comes to uh, being an African American, a black man, you know, in America, mm. it's also, um, I, I said it to say, like, the way I grew up, I was, I wouldn't say I was privileged. <laughs> Uh, rather underprivileged, rather middle class, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily poor, but in somewhat in poverty. And I will say, um, but I was good. I was, I was very, very thankful to have a family that really could help benefit me. And we're, we're, we were met with blessings. Um, it, it just that uh, I'll go as far as to say, like, coming up in school, I saw a lot of different, you know, black people wanting to fit in. Wanted to be a part of the game, wanted to be uh, an athlete, wanted to pick on some brothers, some brothers if they had to, wanted to fight, wanted to go as far as to call you a lame if you like something that you was really a fan of. You know what I mean? Certain different things. Yeah. That rebellious attitude, that stigma um, <clears throat> where, oh, you part of the hood, or you part of this neighborhood, you, you're in a gang, and yada, yada, yada. Oh, because you wear dreadlocks, that makes you. Uh, unintelligent, you know what I'm saying, uh, a, a goofball, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they, they label you in a, in, a, in a very much of a grand scheme of things. So for me, when I was doing uh, scripts or I was portraying a certain character, I got mad or I cussed or something like that, it's me portraying that character. It's not necessarily me, but it's me, it's half of me in that character because half of me can relate and then the other half of me cannot relate because that's not me. Yeah. It's not fully me. And a part of the acting process, at least for me, for some people it differs, but for me, you have to put yourself in the mindset that you're now that person. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. Uh, you oh, have yeah. to let go of what you were and become what you need to be. Mm -hmm. You know, for certain characters, maybe you have to be a bad guy. For certain characters, maybe you're, you're better than you are in real life. Mm -hmm. In both ways, you're not you. Mm -hmm. And you do that willingly. You, you have to embrace that. And mm -hmm. it can be good. Yeah. It can also go bad if you don't manage yourself, but yeah. it can be good. And I, to your point with that, I like how you, how you, I'm going to segue with you over there because 
um, it can affect one's mental health, and not in a, a good, positive way either. No, it's not. It's, it can be bad. It can be deemed worse and can really sometimes take you out. You know what I'm saying? If you let it, if you really, like how you mentioned it, if you can't begin to manage it, um, yeah. case in point, and I'm not just going to speak too much on terms of this, but part of the reason why Heath Ledger passed away was that he couldn't. I, I heard this, this thing about him. Not saying if it's also true. It could have been a, 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 an addition thing either way. Um, but I heard that Heath Ledger could not get out of being the, the Joker character. He just could not get out of talking the same accent, talking a, a certain way. He couldn't even sleep, let alone try to go to sleep and, and rest on it and then be like, okay, I'm back to Heath Ledger, the Australian who plays this English character that speaks perfectly English, and you wouldn't even thought that was Heath Ledger to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Which is why it was a marvelous performance. But because of Heath Ledger, you know, dwelling on it so much and, and, and really uh, allowing it to consume him, um, it took him out, you know? So it, it's definitely something to think about. That's, that's, that's some of the negative aspects about one through acting, you guys. Now, here, let me, let me put this into perspective. Mm -hmm. To get to that level where you get so lost, it takes, you have to train your brain. Yeah. so much to get to that point. It ain't gonna happen overnight. You don't have to worry about right away. You're you're plummeting down because you just can't stop being whoever the hell. That's funny. That, that don't happen right. That don't happen like that. It yeah. happens through great determination and mm -hmm. great work ethic. And like I said, you gotta want to be that person. Yeah. And most uh, most people they can't even get to the point where they're trying to be someone else. Yeah, don't get me wrong. To, to, to my point uh, about that, I, I don't feel as though um, Heath... To me, it sounds a little too far-fetched because it's, not like, it, it's yeah. not like someone can truly just really be in that character. Uh, it, it can you be. Can, can. It can be, but I don't necessarily know for sure. All I've been told is this is what I've heard before. And once again, it's not saying it's fully, fully, like, it may be true to some degree, mm -hmm. to, to an extent, but I don't know if it's really that accurate. Um, it's hard to tell with these sort of things. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, potentially he just had some mental issues or something. Who knows? I, I, sure. I cannot speak too much on that. I didn't study up. Rest in peace to Heath Ledger, you guys. Um, great actor. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, um, with that being said, what roles do you take in consideration about wanting to do? Would, would it be any role that you would go as far as say, I will have to do, or some roles you're like, nah, I'm not comfortable doing that? Now, we've talked about this before. Okay. Um, and our opinion's kind of different. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to take a lot of roles. Mm. Like... Even some dumb ones, because it all builds, right? Mm -hmm. It all builds on the type of <laughs> character and stuff, and you, you learn how to not be yourself. Mm -hmm. And, like, the other day I did a monologue where I purposefully chose something that I had to really think about. I chose to be in the perspective of kind of like a kid uh, basically trying to ask her mom something after, like, telling her a funny story about this snake that ran down the street and <laughs> that scared, like, Miss Jones or something. 
And then he was like, um, I love my hamster and all, but I, I, can I have a snake? They can show the same cage. And, but mm-hmm. just saying that mm-hmm. is different than acting it. Yeah. And for that monologue, I had to act it. And so in my mind, I just kept thinking about different ways to become that person. I changed my voice. Um, and I thought about it so much uh, on stage, how I would feel uh, yeah. saying what I was saying, how I would um, it, uh, show it outwardly, how I would interpret it myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, the teacher, uh, Alan Jones, he said I looked younger. I got a, I got a stubble. Mm. I got a beard, uh, and <laughs> he said I looked and sounded younger. Mm. It sounded whatever. The mm-hmm. looked, he said, I, my body language was showing that mm. I was younger, and mm-hmm. that wasn't all necessarily like wow. direct. I, I, but I, I just, I had to become more and more like that and mm-hmm. work my brain. To try to become who I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a kid. I'm not. I ain't that. Yeah. But you gotta put aside yourself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You you gotta be. Um, I I would say unselfish. Yeah. You you can't just also be a certain form of a character. You really have to try different avenues. Um, I don't mind doing a film where. I'm a killer. I don't mind doing a film where um, I'm saved. I'm trying to get somebody else to know God. I don't mind doing a film where um, I'm, I'm, I'm a troubled teenager or I, I struggle with having, you know, hatred for my father. I don't necessarily have hatred for my father, you guys, but I can relate to that because of what I've gone through. Yeah. Um, but I can channel that into this character <laughs> that just, for whatever reason, does not hold anything back and he can definitely let loose on someone um yeah yeah for sure your previous experiences you can draw so much from mm-hmm. and it ain't necessarily even you, you don't have to be thinking about him you mm-hmm. feel it yeah and you you draw from your feelings mm-hmm. and it becomes you make if you turn it into something different you're becoming different yeah yeah it <laughs> You're not yeah. lying about that, bro. Yeah. You're not lying. I, I remember, matter of fact, the other day, I was uh he we was getting test books for his class uh, or his semester, and one of the test books he was saying to get so much kept saying get pipeline, get the pipeline book. So I think I ended up getting pipeline for free uh, at the bookstore here, you know, nice. on campus. So I got that pipeline book, and there's this character named uh, Omar. Or, or I think Omari or something like that. And um, basically, Omari uh, got, you know, he's on the verge of, of getting, you know, pretty much, uh, I would say, let go from school, uh, expelled. Um, and his mom is, com- is confronting him on his actions. He's, you know, you know pushing his girlfriend aside. Don't want him to be in love with her. Don't want him to be, you know, there with her like that no more. You know, he kisses her goodbye pretty much. Um, but he's he gets along pretty much everybody, including a, uh, a security guard at school, except for his dad. And part of the reason why he ended up and he he went um, against his teacher and put his hands on his teacher was because in, in his mind 
it was him attacking his father. It was his mind. It was all that pent up, uh, you know, aggression, that that ruthlessness, that that emotional heartache that he had for even hurt or just go as far as to say uh, hatred he had for his father. Um, to me, because I've, I've gone through my own fair share of experiences with not having my dad in my life and fatherlessness being a big deal, um, I was able to channel how Amari may have felt. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to, you know, he was telling the story about Bigger Thomas and how angry he is and he's an animal and he's going through all these different emotions and what caused him to explode, what caused him to be that way. And the teacher keeps on nagging him about, come on, Amari, answer the questions, answer the questions. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to get into it. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And the teacher just wouldn't not leave him alone. Even when he got up and tried to leave, he wouldn't leave him alone. So what he ended up doing out of his anger, he pushed the teacher. Bush teacher, you know what I'm saying, and he was really, really just, you know, he lost his mind, you know, in, in a sense. Um, but I think towards the end, he got, he gets better. So there's, there's a certain amount of reality, you know, it may all be fake, but it's conveying real ideas. Mm -hmm. And for things that happen internally, especially when they're bad, you have to find ways to outlet. Even when they're good, if you yeah. cannot express your feelings and emotions, that ain't good. Yeah. It, it turns into ugliness. Yeah. And when you get to a certain point, there's not going to be a turning back mm -hmm. from what may happen mm -hmm. due to you bottling it all up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it's, it, and that's, why, that's why it's so relatable. And it actually happens. It goes around society. The best way I could put it for, for you know, some people who actually go through fatherlessness, you're not alone. Um, you will get through it if you have faith in God and, and you believe in prayer or have you go about that. Um, you can seek it out. Or if you don't want to go about seeking it out, just forgive them for your own self. You know what I'm saying? Make bad choices and just continuously do you. Do you. Even if they're not for you, even when they... Make, make certain promises or tell you they're going to do this for you. Don't take it to heart as if they're not going to do it. Don't take it personal. Just keep doing you and rely on how you can become your own uh, success story. Sometimes uh, the person you got to rely on is yourself. Mm -hmm. If you don't love yourself, if you don't take time to learn how to communicate with yourself, and I know that sounds weird, but truly communicate with yourself and understand why you feel what you feel, why you do what you do, it's, it's just gonna get worse before it gets better. You have to understand yourself. Then you can start doing things to better yourself. Anthony, man, um, where do you see yourself in the near future uh, as far as like pursuing um, acting? The truth is, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen 10, 20 years. I, I can't even fathom. Hmm. And, like, I, you get so many people in college and high school that got it all figured out. And, like, Colin. Colin is included in that. Yeah. At, at least in his mind, although our conversation may have made him rethink things a little bit. Mm -hmm. He was a little shook by it. But <laughs> we just... I can't see how people think they know what they want. It, it boggles my mind. Because uh, I can't figure out what I want 
in five minutes from now. Mm. I can't figure out what I'm going to do tomorrow. Yeah. I can't figure out what I even want now half the time. How can I know what I will want? Hmm. And I guess one thing that can help is figuring out yourself and saying, you know, maybe this is what I'll want, but who the hell knows, you know? And I guess, I guess to see it from someone else's perspective, uh, a friend of mine, her name's Ren, I won't go into any other part of that, but she, she talked to me about having a plan made her feel stable. Hmm. Having a plan made her feel like, you know, not everything's gonna <laughs> fall apart. You know, she she felt like she could be prepared for yeah. the future. Although, in my opinion, that's counterintuitive mm. because having a plan insinuates that you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't believe you can. Yeah, only if you already have your mind made up on that plan. If you don't, then I can see how it be. It, it would it would be deemed counterintuitive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In other words, <clears throat> oh yeah, I have a plan B. What's your plan B? I don't know what my plan B is. I got it. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but you but you can ask quite that question. And funny wise, it, it's funny because they don't know. But in a serious tone of looking at that question, you have to really challenge the idea of what you really want to go about. Because the, we live in American dream. We live in a world where it says. Get it and go. You got. You got to grind. You got to. You know, just move. And if you want to be successful, you got to be ambitious. You got to grind. You got to put in the work. You got to be committed. You got to be dedicated. Yeah. You got to showcase that work ethic. And you have to sometimes, you know, go through crap before you actually get to that bigger, like, meal. You know what I'm saying? That that ticket for you. You know what I'm saying? To you know, really do what you want to do. Assuming um, you get there. Assuming you get there, because sometimes we can we can be our own worst enemy. Or we can go as far as to just give up and, and say we don't want to go about it no more for whatever yeah. reason. It could be anything. Um, in terms of that, I think the idea is that, oh, people can all get big and stuff. No, not everybody can get big. Not everybody can be a superstar. Famous. And not everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's meant to do that. Celebrity. <laughs> Yeah, but not, I don't, it's such a fallacy to think that everybody can be the biggest thing. But they shouldn't think that way. They should think, they should be what's best for them. Yeah. Sometimes, maybe it's being uh, something something nice, like a librarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. some teacher. You know? <laughs> Simple jobs, but yet they can be effective they, in the long run. Teachers can be so impactful yeah. in ways that are so under, like, undervalued in society. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Don't get me started on that. I came up around a time where it was teachers had to be hated. I don't want to listen to the teacher. I'd rather fight the teacher. I don't want to listen to the teacher when giving instructions, even if it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And not to say that teachers weren't also perfect or anything. And don't get it wrong. Teachers were kind of like nasty with you, and they could be mean, and you had to check them if you had to out of your own respect. But I was building a principle, treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah. And as long as I'm good with you and me and you, you know, 
we have no beef with one another, with one another, and we're not truly at odds. We're good. We can be stable, and that's what I was taught throughout school. I never had any issues with teachers. Some teachers are part I probably like more than others, but I never truly had um, a, a, a big, big issue to where I was rebellious and I didn't want to listen. I listened because I knew. Doing this education, even if it's man-made, even if it's some of his faults, did not matter. I, I knew if I could accomplish this and conquer a feat, an obstacle, I'm going to get somewhere to where I want to be, you know what I mean, in, in the long run. But people don't think that way. They always seem to think, oh, I'm being a slave or I'm being <laughs> worked hard. I'm coming to school for no apparent reason because I'm being, my, time, my, my time is being wasted. You can go home and watch a show or a movie and drink and, and smoke and do what yeah. you want to do, but I can't because I got to do homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's yeah. such a shame because there's big societal <coughs> pressures and thoughts and ideas that people will pick up and they'll run with it. It's not accurate. It's not the way life is. You know, to treat people, teachers, Whoever, mm -hmm. to treat them with disrespect, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. You're, you're already putting yourself below them mm -hmm. because you can be better than that. Yeah. You just choose not to be. Yeah. And, and it's, it's very unfortunate. And once again, pray for those that have actually have come towards, you know, the terms of that and, and realize how wrong they may have been. And if those that feel like they weren't wrong and, you know, feel that they were also right. Well, guess what? Pray for you again, because you gonna need some more praise on top of more praise before you get it right. But yeah. I ain't trying to preach to the choir, and it's not preaching. You know, content of a, of a podcast. It's more of y'all letting it be known. Hey, this is where I'm at. This is where he's at. But let it be uh, known that at the end of the day, we are giving our own perspectives to share how we feel. Uh, it's not about disagreeing with one another. Be like, oh, you can't be saying that. But um, <laughs> I'm probably going off. Yeah. Going a little off the topic. Um, but to bring it back, like I said, you know, it's all about respect. And as long as you can show forth the work of, of someone's giving respect, you, you can earn someone's respect. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just understand the worth and um, don't be so close-minded or think that you know so much better than, than everybody else. Because you can know so much, you won't know everything. You never will know everything. Literally. And to that, to that thought process, there will, whoever you meet, they will be better at something than you. Mm -hmm. Something. Mm -hmm. Maybe it ain't even apparent, but they're better at it than you. You can learn something from just about anybody you meet. Now, sometimes you won't want to because <laughs> they're just kind of mean. <laughs> Oh, but, yeah. oh, but yeah. you know, it still it still it's applies. Tall, it still applies, and also perspective and context applies too. My grandma said it best: "It's not what we say to people; it's how we say things to people." Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes people have had rough goes of things, and they're jaded, bitter. Mm -hmm. And if you were to look into the life, maybe you would see there's a reason for that. On the same thing, though, it don't mean necessarily that you have to sit there and take it from them. Mm -hmm. 
you can just walk away. Yeah. Or you can, you know, sometimes you can't. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that it's like that for, I really feel you. And but I feel you. sometimes, sometimes things just happen that way. You can't blame anybody, but sometimes things just happen. They don't need reason. They don't need rhyme. They just happen that way. Mm -hmm. And for the people that gotta bear through it, like I said, I feel you. Mm -hmm. And you will become stronger for anything you have to go through, hopefully. There's no guarantees in life, but you know, it's probably leading to something better. And that's all I can hope for. Because yeah. otherwise, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> we, you and me, we've been through mm -hmm. a bunch of crap. We've talked about it and stuff, mm -hmm. and yeah. it's got to get better. Yeah, yeah, man. Somewhere along the line. Yeah, I believe it will. You know what I'm saying? Of course, uh, I know who I can rely on for, but at the same time, I also know how I can make that change my own self because I'm already given the power to do it. I'm already given uh, the strength to do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. weak. I'm not bent over in shape. I'm not know broken down and, and beaten up to to recognize my faults my, my flaws or anything that would hinder me you know what I'm saying or get me caught up or something you know what I mean I know I can overcome you know what I'm saying and, and struggles um, are meant to make you feel stronger you know I'm not saying like I said I was the, the brown noise you know teach a student in school I wasn't kiss up towards the teachers, I just was a good person, and I treated people accordingly, you know what I mean? And sometimes that was completely taken for granted. Oh, yes, it was, because you can be that way, and then some people will stab you right in the back, you know, just like that. I remember getting into fights um, and being like, oh, man, how can I really get over this, and uh, why is this happening to me? You know what I'm saying? You did have, I did have that what was me a spirit back then, where it was like, oh, it's People got something against me. I don't do nothing to them. I, I'm loyal. I'm respectful. I don't fight nobody. I don't start anything with nobody. I'm not confrontational. You know what I mean? I was never that type of guy coming up in school. But I didn't, I, I wasn't too, uh, I, I guess you could say aloof or blindsided from acknowledging that there were some wrongs regarding teachers. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, there's not really a good way to segue <laughs> to the next segment. Oh, no, it uh, is not. But the point we're trying to get at the end of the day um, is where do you see yourself in the near future? You know what I'm saying? You can't hold yourself back. you got to move forward. Cliche as it sounds, you have to. You have to. It's the only way you can get over that slump. And if you really want to go about your dreams <clears throat> and pursue them and follow them, go about it. Don't stop. The moment you do, yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate. I, exactly my thoughts. Mm -hmm. But do you want to move on to the next thing? Let's move on to the next thing. All right. Lastly, um, bro, how can um, acting benefit you? Um, let's say if you was to read. Go into the industry. 
how can it benefit me if I was to make it big? Yeah, in a sense. Well, it's funny because that's not where I see myself. Yeah, but rhetorically, I ask that question because um, in a way, you just never know what your plan could be. You don't ever know what your purpose could really go for. Let's say acting is all you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not, no, there's no other side thing you actually really accomplish or you go for. It's, oh, it's this in the long run. If I was making books afterwards, maybe. If I want to join a, a judge show where I'm judging about music and whatever it is may be, maybe. Or if I'm able to travel the world and, and be a, 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 I won't say a tourist, but <laughs> you could go over there and probably donate to charities if you wanted to, if you're that type of individual. But let's say you do make it big, and whether it's money that benefits you, uh, you know, having a family eventually that benefits you, do you see that being a benefit, or do you see how it can benefit only you, in, you know, in another way? If I were to make it big, obviously I would use the money to pay off my loans and everything. <coughs> but aside from that, through loans, I would have insane <coughs> amounts of money that I could never use. Mm. I would have a nice house. That's deep. I would have, I would have any material possession I could ever want. But for me, I could probably not care less mm. about having so so much money. That I could just sincerely wipe my butt with. <laughs> and, uh... You think that's how Donald Trump feels? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Uh, yeah, see. He went for president. He got it. People were like, no, not him. But he made it. You can say that. He yeah, did he, make he that. He made it, bro. But I, the reason why I bring up Trump is because the guy's... Insane, insane, yes. insane wealth. Yes. Insane wealth. Yes. But if I made it big, I, I, I hope, I hope I wouldn't think about the money. Mm-hmm. I hope it's the last thing I ever think about. Yeah. I hope I give the majority of it away. Mm-hmm. I cannot speak on what I would do, but that's what I can only hope. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, greed does corrupt. Yeah. And... Come for yourself. I, I, don't even, I don't even understand the thought process where you're like... Nah, man, I need more. What's more? Where's more? What more could you want? Like, there's only... You can't. That's so true. You you have to find fulfillment in things. (laughs) Otherwise, what's the point? And it's like... It's crazy. It's crazy to me that so many people could want so much more. When at that point it's conceptually, oh my you God. can't even you can't even think about what more is in that context. <clears throat> that like, is hilarious because it's so true. Because you do have people who are like that. You do. I, I can't name names right now, and I'm not going to go as far as name names. That'll be probably somewhere where I'll probably tell you outside this podcast. You know, because it's between me and him, not you guys. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's all love. But even with that, it's um, that's very true because if you already have accomplished everything that you always said you wanted to do since day one, when you probably may may have came up poor, you may have came up homeless, you may have came up with the old adage, the rags to riches story, right? And you may have said, "I want me a Benz. I want me this hot shit. I want me some real cute kids. I wanted me 
uh, a tablet. I wanted me a, 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 we, we put so much emphasis on these things that we feel truly matters. And don't get me wrong, in a, in a sense, they do matter because we use them. We use them. It's how we get by where our living is, it's, 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 you know, um, things. But at the same time, in the long run, they're not going to always matter. People ain't going to want to hear that, but it's the truth. It's not going to always matter. Yeah. And so a lot of times when it comes to having money and wealth, yes, it's great. Yes, it looks like it's the, the life at the end of glory, uh, at the end of someone's glory and on earth and in this world. But to me, I already know my true passion. I already know my true possession or, or uh, possession. My true, I would say, <laughs> my true prize is, is going to be in heaven. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be um, in the pearly gates and the, the angels are going to see it. And that's going to be my true form of riches. And mansions going to probably look 10 times better than how they are here. Even though you might say to yourself, I don't believe that. But that's how I was, you know, kind of like been taught. Um, but in spite of all that, uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to also mean everything. You know what I'm saying? No matter how many times, like, you, you think just because you are so rich and you can meet up with Oprah, that makes you a bigger deal now? Yes. It makes me a bigger deal because Oprah is <laughs> inspirational. Okay, cool. You do something with Ellen DeGeneres. The, the, uh, That's inspirational? Yes. Have you seen Ellen's show? Everybody watches it. You think it's going to be inspirational for you to be on loving hip-hop and embrace toxic masculinity? Yes, because it's inspirational. And heck with it. People love drama. See, and, and people read against this as if it truly sometimes matters, but in reality... They, they sometimes don't because it doesn't put more stamp on you that you have made it. Even though you may look at moments like that that are so monumental of having done made it because you got attention on you. You got clout on you. A lot of it's not real. That's the sad part. Like, you will strive for all these things and they ju it just doesn't matter. You, you will not feel better for it um, you will only think to yourself, all right, what's next? What, what, what more? What, like, because it's not fulfilling a hole in you, and there's a good reason for it. Of course it's not going to fulfill a hole in you. You don't care that much uh, <laughs> about the things that you're even trying to earn. Once you get it, you throw it away. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean it's anything like, to you. It's the waste. idea. It's the yeah. idea of what you're going for, and even that. Is a void. It's like the movie Scarface. Have you ever seen Scarface? I've seen Scarface. Montana? Yeah. Okay, shout out to uh, Al Pacino. Great, yeah, great actor. that was awesome. Yes, very, very, one of, one of the greatest actors of all time, for yeah. sure. Um, but Al Pacino portrayed a, a Cuban-American or a Cuban um, drug dealer in, in Tony Montana. Tony Montana. Mm -hmm. uh, all Amer you know what I'm saying? The classic... Say hello to my little friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just iconic. And, and, and then there's so many different things that you can play with that film, right? But notice how in the movie, there's this old saying, the world is yours. And that on top of that, what what really ended up killing Tony Montana at the very end, some classic movies. Some, come on, you guys. I'm not spoiling this time because it was <laughs> years ago, years ago. Yeah, you kind of should have watched it by now. <laughs> come on, bro. It's, it's been out for umpteen years. But yeah. with Choi Mon... <laughs> I keep saying I'm trying uh, to get to the point. But anyways, 
The problem with Tony was he wanted too much power. And when he was told to fulfill an objective, he didn't go about it because he knew in his heart it wasn't right. He wasn't wrong, but it cost him his life. So I say to say, you can have power, but at some given point, you're going to want too much power, and it's going to become a more of an unhealthy thing you know, to have, especially mentally. And if you think, eh, it's kind of, I don't really buy that people are going to go down in flames because they decide one day, oh, I just, you know, I do something small and I'm kind of invincible. That, that type of thinking does kill. Yeah. I've seen it firsthand kill. Yeah. In my own family, it's killed many people in my family. Wow. And... It's sometimes it's in the most direct way possible. Sometimes it's something that's indirect, but it's like, yeah, you know what? You kind of had that coming. Like my grandfather, if he dies of lung cancer after smoking his entire life, and if he dies alone because he was an asshole to everybody in his life and pushed everyone away because he didn't like people, because, hmm. because he just... He just didn't care about anyone but himself. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, what, was it a surprise? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. People, in a lot of ways, hmm. get what they ask for. Sure. If you ask to be left alone, you know what? You're going to be left alone. Mm -hmm. If you say, it's my life, whatever, you're going to get that. Yeah. It's your life, and you did that dumb thing. Good job. Here's your reward. That's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's a price to be, to be paid for when it comes to achieving success, so it's not all roads that lead to greater things or greater pastures, but understand um, how to utilize it in a more – concise way of, of doing things of running business of investing your time spending time with your kids spending time with your wife loving just just having love I think is a beautiful example about you know um, our passions going forward whenever whatever it comes down to like whether it's um, acting theater studies uh, uh, college you know um, food <laughs> it can be a love for many of things but we all have to take into consideration of overconsumption, addiction, you know what I'm saying, mental health, and why these things matter. And on top of that, don't be powerful. Don't get power hungry. Don't become greedy. Don't become arrogant, you know what I'm saying, because at the end of the day, it's not truly worth it. It, it, it kills you inside. And I don't mean that literally. I mean just in general, like, it can kill you inside um, if you let it, you know what I'm saying. You can just fall apart and simply be walking dead, you know what I mean, if you ain't careful. Yeah. You, people need love in their lives. People need to be loved. People need to give love. And there ain't no real wraparound way to get it. Hmm. And sometimes it takes a long time. And sometimes you can't be blamed. Yeah. You know, shit happens. People, people are mean. People suck. In a lot of ways. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to keep trying. You got to keep sending your light out there and 
hoping someone sees you, you know? Man, we covered a lot today. We definitely got so much to read, get people thinking with this being the part two Anthony Lombardo episode, <laughs> my buddy here. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I hope that y'all get this artistic expression, you know, where you, you, you can view it literally, metaphorically, spiritually, emotionally, yeah. hypothetically. How do you want to go about it with the leads, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just enjoy for what we was able to say here. Um, it's been about an hour, some 23 minutes, probably more than 23 minutes now. But <laughs> we're here, man, and um, I hope that people can um, take this and, and, you know, dissect what we're, what we're saying here. Um, hopefully y'all can, you know, agree to disagree, disagree to agree, or disagree to... You don't got to agree with yeah, everything you, we say. You don't. You really don't. But chime in on how you guys feel. We're just letting you know our points, some things we don't also agree with, some things we, that we haven't even said ourselves. Yeah. It's just the way we've been able to program uh, things here from what we were, we were taught and what we were accustomed to uh, listening to. Yeah. But... I've had a lot of fun today. We've covered so yeah, much. Yeah, a lot. And uh, it's been incredible. We're gonna keep making these episodes, man. Yeah, man. We're gonna keep going strong and uh, hope people enjoy this. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. And I, I hope. The only thing I can ever hope is that some of you guys or somebody, just maybe one person, grabbed something from this and thought to themselves, "Hey." Maybe I want to think about that a little bit. Maybe yeah. I want to take some of that into consideration. Yeah, man. I hope whoever's listening right now, I hope you take it into consideration. Follow us on SoundCloud. Like, repost, put this in your playlist if you really enjoyed this. And if you need to return back to it, um, it's there on SoundCloud for right now. Um, it will be available. Um, future, I might put it in my channel uh, to show y'all that, you know, my progression when it comes to elevating uh, Josiah Will is the YouTube you know, channel or platform. Um, so, yeah. Thank you guys for listening in. All we right. will see you later. King Life, we out.